Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One, two, Filled with odd fright, see Jurassic right, bathed in ember light, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic Park. Uh, I guess this is the beginning. It's Sarah Iyer. Oh, my God. I, I want to know, because you've mentioned a little bit about seeing Jurassic Park when you were a kid. But mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, you borrowed. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day about, like, to me, for some reason, Jurassic Park gets replayed a lot on Thanksgiving. Oh, like, really? Like, growing up, like, when I had Thanksgiving at my family, like, there'd be, like, the football game. And then, like, Jurassic oh. Park would, like, replay. Oh, that's funny. I or don't this, remember that, yeah. This might be, like, a Bernstein Bears kind of, like... <laughs> thing in my mind and I might actually go research it and you might hear like a little insert right now of me clarifying this but in my mind growing up as much as I watched Jurassic Park all the time like what like around Thanksgiving is like when everybody else was watching it are you sure you're just not remembering the turkey at Thanksgiving (laughs) being like a dinosaur that's true The six foot turkey. That would actually be horrifying. Yeah, that's the thing. When I, yeah, like, cause we'll talk about me rewatching it, but it's like that line was like, the kid's like, what's scary about a six foot turkey? Uh, everything? Everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, from, I forget, I think it's Walnut Creek or like, that's where I was born. Or Danville or like mm-hmm. one of those areas. There's, I feel like there's a town there where you get off the freeway and there's all these turkeys like on the side of the road. Oh, uh, I don't know. I so don't you, remember that. So maybe when you were born, there was six fur turkeys wandering around your oh town. That just sounds like an ostrich, though. No, no. Oh, yeah. I guess which are they're also terrifying. Yeah, they're they're also terrifying. Oh, they're taller than that, actually. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but but the thing is, so you do. Uh, you've been doing like a Thanksgiving movie marathon yes. for a while because mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is a uh, uh, what, what's. It's, it's a day off. Yeah, my, my thought process, I think, was... I think at some point I was going up to visit my family for Thanksgiving, but they live in Northern California. It's, like, 
a six hour drive. It's it's sometimes raining, you know, like I, I just didn't want to. It wasn't worth it to me to go drive that far just to eat a meal. <laughs> and then essentially what it is, like we're not big on holidays. And I think also because I'm I, I was vegetarian and now I'm vegan. It's like finding somewhere where we can all eat. Yeah. I mean, my family just goes and eats at a restaurant or a Applebee's. buffet. <laughs> oh, Mar- have your parents eat at Mar- have ever eaten at Margaritaville? I don't think so. Ugh. I don't know that. Do they have Margaritaville up there? Uh, Maybe in San Francisco. Maybe. Um, but, or Sacramento, maybe. Yeah. So so I decided that what I want to do, and this was when I had a roommate, too. I was living with Justin. Mm. And Justin's great. But, like, you know, when you have a roommate, you never really get to use the living room all the time. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. the day where he's definitely gone. Oh. So I'm going to use this as a day to do what I want. And I'm going to eat something. It doesn't have to be, <laughs> you know, related to Thanksgiving. And I'm going to watch a trilogy. And the first year I did it, I did... The Matrix trilogy, because Matrix is my favorite movie. Um, Which we saw this year earlier. Yeah. I did, uh, on the big screen. Yeah. And I did the Matrix trilogy and the Animatrix. And it became a thing where, because I would just drink all day, <laughs> I would just start drinking a bottle of wine. And by the end, like the third movie, I mean, we'll talk about this related to Jurassic Park because I have a lot of thoughts, but the third movie is usually not the best one. So by the time I watched Matrix Revolutions, I was kind of drunk and it wasn't making any sense. I was like, who are these characters? Why am I watching this? <laughs> you're, lo- you're kind of loosened up for the sort of <laughs> yeah. the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so I did I did the Matrix trilogy that year. And then the next year I did the Lord of the Rings extended edition, which that bled <laughs> into Friday. That bled into Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, quite a jump in running time. Mm-hmm, yeah, that was that was rough. I I mean, those are great movies, but I would say the extended edition is not necessary unless you're just a Tolkien nerd. I imagine you're an extended edition fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like Peter Jackson is kind of fair where he's like, yes, these extended editions kind of ruin the pacing and they yeah. kind of they they make the movies a little not as tight and mm-hmm. stuff. But he's like, this is meant like he he admits on the commentary, like, look, this is you're 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 spreading this over days. You're getting yeah. a cup of tea. You're going to bathroom breaks. Maybe you're watching it. You know, you're not going Irishman on this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I think I think it does it. Would work better if you don't watch them all in one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was my mistake. So then um, you did Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I did Lord of the Rings. And the next year, I actually didn't do a trilogy. I did um, Stranger Things season two was out. Oh, nice. And so I just binged that. Okay. Um, and then the next year, I did uh, the Cornetto trilogy. Oh, which awesome. That one, I think, was the most solid in terms of all those movies are, like, really good. Yeah, and you don't – there's no fatigue in the sense of, like – No. Because they, they they're are – different, too. Yeah, they're just connected – Thematically, yeah, actorly, yeah. Sean, well, they're connected by the Cornetto rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being in each one, it's Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End, which yeah. are all like really great movies. Well, I like that idea of like a filmmaker building their own like triple feature kind of playlist, yeah. where it's like there is a familiarity because uh-huh. you have the same actors, Sean Pegg and yeah. uh, Sean Pegg, Simon Pegg. <laughs> And uh, Simon Penn. Pegg, yeah, Sean Penn, <laughs> si- uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. So it yeah. almost feels like you're watching the same characters, but not yeah. really. But they're totally different characters. And it totally yeah, yeah. just works, though, them- like just the filmmaking style. And like, they're all such fun movies. So that's oh, a trilogy that I would recommend the whole trilogy of, which I can't say for most things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. And so this year I was trying to decide what to watch and I was. I, I want to always watch something that I've seen before because I'm usually like I'm cooking or I'm drinking or I mean, I wasn't going to drink that much this year because I had to work the next day. Yeah. But, you know, I just wanted something I could pause and come back to. So I was thinking about doing the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, and I, I love that trilogy, too. Actually, I think the third one is my second favorite oh, of that trilogy. Yeah. Um, but we were up in Santa Barbara for my favorite weekend. Mm-hmm. Where we were doing a live podcast. And I was in the hotel room. And, you know, I'm always, like, watching TV in the hotel rooms because I don't have cable. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like, Ghost Adventures is on <laughs> or whatever. Um, and I saw that Jurassic Park was on. And I started watching it. And I was just, like, getting ready to leave nice. to go get lunch or something. I just kept coming back to it. And it just... You get sucked into it because it's so good. And I was, was just like, I want to rewatch it. Was it playing over the two days? Because I yeah. felt like one night I saw like The Lost World even like oh, on the TV, I, but uh, I didn't. That might have been when we were in Seattle. Oh, okay. That's yeah. so funny. Because I, I think I texted you. the movie at different yeah, times. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's um, funny. Yeah. But I was like, well, I want to rewatch Jurassic Park because I haven't watched it since. Uh, well, the last time I saw it was 
2013, the 20th anniversary when it was in 3D. Yeah. I saw that in the theaters and I was like, well, I haven't seen it since then and it's so good. Why don't I make that my trilogy? Even though I had seen... (laughs) So I had thoughts already on the second one and the third one because I'd seen them both before. And I was like, I know that they're not as good and I feel like I really didn't like the third one. In my memory, I didn't like the third one at all. But I was like, well... You know, might as well. Like, well, I was going to say, as far as like real estate goes, direct, like your time spent on these three movies is probably a little bit less than The Matrix, yeah, and definitely less than <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I want to get your thoughts on that. But like, uh-huh. when was like the first time you saw Jurassic Park, and like, what was that yeah. like? So I did see it in the theater. Uh, so it would have been 1993. I was about mm, almost eight. Yeah. Yeah. It was like seven or eight. Uh, And it's funny because I do remember the theater I saw it in. Oh, wow. Because a few years ago, or I don't know when this was happening, but there was a theater. There's like this dome theater in Pleasant Hill, California. Mm -hmm. And I saw a news article that they were closing this theater down. And my first thought was, oh, my God, I saw Jurassic Park there. And (laughs) that's like the only movie where I remember where I saw it. And I'm sure I saw other movies there. Yeah. But I was like. I connected that theater with Jurassic Park. And it's this dome that you can see, like you always drive past it and you can see the dome. And that's awesome. I looked it up and I, you know, I could just be like remembering wrong, but in my mind, that's where I saw Jurassic Park. And I looked it up and they actually. The theater was already closed by the time it came in. (laughs) You're like, no. But I actually found an article about it. It's the Cine Arts Dome in Pleasant Hill. And people were trying to save it because what happened was they, it closed down and then they were going to demolish it and then oh, put no. up a Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> that's such a strange. That's so funny because the theater that I saw Jurassic Park in was it obviously it didn't open like right before Jurassic Park, but it was its opening was also very like that theater was opening in a weird space. Uh-huh. So there was some contention around it. So that's funny that the theater that you saw Jurassic Park also was in a. In a yeah. state of flux or whatever. And and so they were trying to save it. And apparently it was 46 years old. And if something's 50 years old or older, it's automatically a cultural landmark. So this was 46 years old. So they were trying to save it. They had all these petitions. And then like a weekend went by and they showed up and it it was being demolished. Like, oh, no, they didn't even have time. Like people were really mad. So it Shit. got demolished. Yeah, it's it was really sad because that's yeah, that was like a landmark and it's gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I saw Jurassic Park. I I mean, I just remember it being like an instant classic. I asked my mom if she remembered anything about us seeing that. And she's like, uh, I don't know. I feel like that stuff sticks with you more than it does me. And like, I remember the sequels more. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. I like your mom remembers the sequels yeah. more. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's just because when you're a kid and you see something, it just sticks with you in a way that like, you know, when you're a, an adult, it just doesn't. It's a weird movie in the sense that like it has scary stuff mm-hmm. and like really happy stuff. So yeah. I wonder if that contrast for people who were – like, I don't know, between like four and 10, it's mm-hmm. like this movie's just the bright colors and sounds. And so it makes yeah. it more memorable than maybe like other, like it was, I don't know if the, cause the fugitive was also 93 and oh. it's like, was that rated R? Like, I think it was. Cause it's, but it's like, I don't feel like that, that movie is as like candy color. I don't know. But last action hero is also 93 and that movie was mm. kind of a flop, but. Well, yeah. I also don't. Because Jurassic Park's PG-13, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I was, like, only seven. I feel like my parents were a little strict about, or at least my mom was a little strict about what I could and couldn't see. I mean, I couldn't, like, certain R-rated movies she yeah. wouldn't let me see, but I don't think there was ever a discussion, like, oh, is this movie too, you know. Scary or Too anything? scary. And I don't remember being scared by it. Oh, really? And oh, okay. what's funny is I do remember my mom talking to someone about it and they were asking her if I had I was like covering my eyes during any of the scenes and my mom was like no but she was covering her ears during parts of it so I do remember my mom telling someone that I found it very loud which is so cool because now I go to movies and I'm like turn it up (laughs) well it's it's funny that you say that because that's definitely something I remember as a kid it just like the roar of the t-rex like Uh that still like sticks with you like I still it's like weird when movies physically it's almost like the equivalent like the Jurassic Park still for me is like the the what we would learn in film school the train you know oh, going the against the screen at, yeah. you know <laughs> it's like for me it's like when the T-Rex like roars at Grant you're in like, the oh. rain your, your body like it's almost as if like 
if we were like thrown in like a tiger cage uh-huh. and like we were seeing a tiger and if it was 20 feet away and went such a perfect like, sound yeah i mean you were a cat kid yeah you, you, did no. you like dinosaurs no. too or no no and that's why i think i was never like asking you to be on this podcast because <laughs> i'm like well i'm a, i wasn't like a, i can name like five dinosaurs <laughs> i mean um there's bill and fred um <laughs> no and and Little like foot. i've never <laughs> i've never read a michael crichton book but I feel like, you know, Jurassic Park is a movie that just everyone loves. Did you watch Jurassic Park a lot as a kid or was it kind of just like the theater? From- I, you know, I think we had it on VHS. So I feel like we watched it. Um, and not I on think Thanksgiving. It was, not on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. I think, but it was on TV a lot, yeah, I yeah. think. Um, and then I f- just feel like there was a stretch of time where like, you know, I didn't have cable. I didn't, I didn't ever own this on DVD. Like we had it on VHS. And then, so yeah, I hadn't watched it for a while. And then when I saw it in 3D, that was the first time I'd watched it in a long time. And that was like the most fun. Like, I hate 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But seeing it in the theater was so, it was so fun. I was like, this is the best movie I've seen all year. And yeah. it's like 20 years old. <laughs> I did just heard her saying like, what's the best movie we've yeah, seen this year? The oh, The Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> oh. Which is also 20 years old Which now. Which is also 20 years old, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've told this story on the podcast before, but just because you're here, it's the, when I saw it, because Dax was sitting next to me mm-hmm. for the 20th anniversary. And when... um the raptor, you know, Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business when Laura Dern and the raptor, <laughs> uh-huh. Dax, like, jumped. I This is visually, it doesn't translate on the podcast, but Dax, like, literally probably jumped as high as, like, my head, you know? And I That's think there's so something funny. you said about a movie yeah. where the, the surprises and scares can still really mm-hmm. kind of be effective, you yeah. know? Well, it's filmmaking. This is this is cinema, like, not to be that person, but <laughs> but it's like... Yeah, it's like everything, everything about it, it's like perfectly paced. It's like you have these great moments of quiet and talking, and then you've got like the best framing and the best mise-en-scene or whatever Ooh. you want to say. <laughs> Sorry, you're getting out of your film school. Sujet and the fabulous. Yeah, oh, I don't know. no. <laughs> but yeah, you've just got like the way the, the dinosaurs are like built up, the way you get like the tension. Mm. It's perfect, which is why... I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the other two films, but when I was rewatching these, I had kind of mixed up Jurassic, like The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. Like, I, things that I thought I didn't like about Jurassic Park 3 were actually in The Lost World. Oh, interesting. And, but when I was watching The Lost World, I was like, none of that tension was there. Yeah. And I was really surprised when I looked it up, like, who directed this? It was Spielberg. And it's yeah. like, wait, this doesn't even feel like Spielberg. And I don't, yeah. I don't know. It was just like disappointing. <laughs> did you see Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 in theaters? I don't remember, but I know I did see them as a kid. Okay. I have to think we would have seen them in theaters or at least the Lost World, but I don't have any memory of like when I saw them. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was actually just thinking, again, this is coming out in, or we're recording this in December, but I actually the other day was like writing down what my first experience was mm-hmm. seeing all the Star Wars movies. Oh. And it's weird that like, Something like The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Obviously, like, I wasn't alive. And yeah, you weren't alive for them either, right? Yeah. Not Return of the Jedi, right? Return of the Jedi was 83. 83. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, obviously, I don't have any memories of this. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, for some reason, I can't remember. I kind of forgot what my first Last Jedi screening was. And Uh I kind of forgot what my Revenge of the Sith screening was. But for some reason, like, Phantom Menace, like, really stuck in my mind. Attack Mm. of the Clones is because it was the date. And it was like an awkward, like, 15-year-old date where, like, <laughs> oh her God. friend was there and everything. <laughs> but for me, I think what, what was – I remembered all my Jurassic screenings because they were all from – the first three were from the same theater. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that made it easier. But I don't know if there was anything inherently memorable about those experiences. Yeah. No, I don't – yeah, I don't know when I saw the second or third one. And I know that – I mean, The Lost World – I had probably seen a few times. Oh, okay. Because I remembered, I for sure remembered the beginning part with where the little girl gets attacked. Although I thought that was in Jurassic Park 3, so I think I got that confused. And then I definitely remembered the end where the dinosaur is like, the dinosaur, (laughs) the T-Rex is like going through San Diego and like all the houses. Like, that's memorable. I forgot the entire, well, no, that's not true. I didn't forget the entire middle part. The part where they're... The, the RV or whatever is going mm-hmm. over the side. But I thought that was in Jurassic Park 3. The part with uh, the girl doing gymnastics, I thought was in <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. So, and Jurassic Park 3, I didn't remember anything from. Oh. <laughs> even though I know I had seen it. Or I remembered somebody in it being really annoying. And I thought it was the kid. But I think, again, I think I might have gotten that confused with The Lost World. And then the annoying people are the parents. But they're intentionally annoying. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to be really, really stupid to do what they did. So... Can I just say, okay, I just yeah. want to say, 
originally, I thought I liked The Lost World better than Jurassic Park 3, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be controversial. I don't think it's controversial for you, but just in general, and say that after rewatching them, Jurassic Park 3 was a more enjoyable watch. And I think it's <laughs> better is not the right word. It's going for less. It's trying less hard. Oh, I like that. You know, you're, <laughs> but it's it's achieving more because it's not trying as hard. <laughs> I really, I really like that. I think that's a really <laughs> eloquent way of, of because it, lately for me, because my favorite order changes all the time. Mm. Like right now, Jurassic World is actually my least favorite Jurassic Park oh, really? movie huh. because there's so much missing from the movie. Like uh-huh. even the runtime is a half an hour shorter than the other ones. Jurassic Park three. Jurassic Park three. Okay. So to me. It leaves more room to the imagination. It kind of it's it can't fail as hard. In yeah, a way. it's you more know? streamlined. Well, yeah, it's use that word. I mean, I like I don't love Jurassic Park three, but it's like the story is so straightforward that I found it easier to watch. Uh, the Lost World, I think it was muddled because it was trying to do too much, and there were so many characters and. So many like little threads they were trying to have like, oh, it's Ian Malcolm and his daughter, but they didn't like develop that. And it's like, you know, it's Ian Malcolm and his girlfriend, but you never see them together until they're on the island. And then you're supposed to like her, even though she's like laughing about dinosaurs. And it's like, didn't he tell you about the dinosaurs? Like he didn't listen. And it's like, I just kind of hated everyone. And I wanted to like, I mean, Ian Malcolm can't. I don't think he can carry his own movie. Yeah, yeah. And Alan Grant can, Ooh. even though he was stupid for going to the island before the check even cleared. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. for the check to Wait clear. Wait for the check to clear. That's the lesson we have to learn. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem I have with, like, all the movies is there's never a motivation for them to go back. And they try to, like, kind of shoehorn one in because you need one. Yeah. And it's like, unless it's really, really good... Unless it's a really strong motivation, I'm not going to buy the rest of the film. I'm just going to, I don't know. Well, I think, and I think why those first, those second two movies, t- I think, don't resonate with people. Because it's like you literally have to drag your characters kicking and screaming back yeah. to the <laughs> island. And it's just like, it's not compelling enough. I uh-huh. think, I think because I accept the premise, then I can kind of enjoy what is there. But I uh-huh. think for me, that always, will always make certain elements about it seem hollow to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... And it's also, it's funny you bring up that point about uh, Jeff Goldblum and Ian Malcolm, where it's like, you almost don't buy that Ian Malcolm would go to an island to rescue a girlfriend. It's like, (laughs) see a sweetheart, you know, like, you're on your own. If it had been his daughter, like he had an adult daughter, we don't know how, you know, we didn't know anything about his daughters. I mean, I I haven't read the books, so he mentions that he has kids in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. He could have an adult child who... For some reason, went to the, that to me would have been more plausible that he would go to rescue his kid as opposed to going to rescue a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not even rescuing a girlfriend. No. It's like he's rescuing somebody out of his own ego to be a yeah. hero kind of thing. And she doesn't which, even want to be rescued. But, but if anything, the one scene in Jurassic Park that might back up his motivation for going to the island in the Lost World is the ego of him getting the second flare. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Because it's like, I want to be, yeah, I want to yeah. look sexy uh-huh. and sacrifice myself. It's like, dude, Alan Grant has already got it on yeah. lock. You know what I mean? He Ugh. unnecessarily put him. So in a way that there to me, like even this is just hitting me right now. Like that maybe is like the through line that you could kind of connect. No, well, that would have made more sense. Because I feel like when I, when The Lost World starts, they're trying to make Ian a different character. Oh, he's totally Like he's been character. changed from Jurassic yeah. Park. So maybe if he hadn't been changed, it would have made more sense that he'd be like, I'm going to go save my girlfriend. But it's like they're trying to make him more serious. And it's like, oh, he's trying to be this father figure now. And then it makes him less interesting. Yes, I agree. I I think that's ultimately, yeah, for me. Because, yeah, you're right. They don't. I'm making this connection because it's like I am such a big fan. Mm -hmm. But it's like that's it's not really there on paper. It's I'm sort of. I'm creating the subtext to make it more interesting. Yeah. Just like how for Jurassic Park 3, I always tell people, like, it's just a black comedy. It's basically because <laughs> yeah. Alexander Payne did a pass of the script. Oh, yeah. I did see his name in the credits. Yeah. And you're like, what is yeah. that? <laughs> like, and so for me, it's like if you think of Jurassic Park 3 as a black comedy. like it's almost a satire or Yeah, something. yeah. Because it's like Grant is basically like Paul Giamatti. He's like sick of this shit, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, so to me, it's like, but. Again, I'm like sort of creating mm-hmm. ways of enjoying it more than I. Well, no, it almost seems it does seem intentional. Like Tay Leone and William H Macy are so over the top stupid 
that you have to think like they made them this way to be like this stereotype, like these stereotypical characters who yeah. are just so dumb. You you have to hate them because that's what the script wants you. Yeah, to well, do. it's almost like they're. It's like it's uh, it's another variation of, and I think it's been said before, but of William H Macy's like Coen Brothers, like Fargo. Uh, uh-huh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the bumbling. And, and like the idea that the kid is smarter than the parents, yeah. which is like, and, and also the idea, like the movie, I feel like audiences were like loving Ian Malcolm and he's so sexy and cool and whatever. Yeah. But then this movie is like chaos, whatever. It's just nonsense, <laughs> you know, like, like the kind of self-seriousness of Malcolm is kind of deflated in uh-huh. references to him. Yeah. And then also like. We all loved Ellie and and Grant getting together and then they're broken up. And also like the idea that people are like, we love Grant. He's this great dinosaur man. But then the the beginning of Jurassic Park shows that like nobody cares about paleontology anymore and that people are like falling asleep during it. It's like (laughs) everything is like the fall from grace. It's like it's like Paul Giamatti, like those kind of characters he play where it's like he's just a sad sack and like nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Well, and it is funny because when we were chatting about Jurassic Park uh, in the green room, my favorite weekend. Mm. I was mentioning well, I was mentioning that I had completely forgotten or didn't know that Ellen and Ellie were even together. But what's funny is that like rewatching Jurassic Park, it's like, oh, they're obviously together. I mean, I know he says it, but yeah. it's like even and you could kind of read that as like he's saying it to just because he's interested in her and he doesn't want, you know, Malcolm <laughs> to like make a move on her because yeah. he's such a womanizer. But no, they're totally like touching each other. The like. All he's seen, like he touches her butt. There's like I wrote it down. He touches her butt. <laughs> oh wow, that's <laughs> an was, important note. <laughs> it's just so weird because I was so much more aware of their relationship when I watched it this time, and that's because I'm just older. And also, Doctor Grant is very attractive. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, His eyes Grant are so is blue. daddy. You know, like <laughs> yeah. As opposed to as opposed to Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Oh, the idea of like the relation because it almost feels like more mature where it's like, I think as a kid, you're like, oh, they're not kissing. Well, then they're not together. It's like you're working, you know, you don't you're working together like you're not going to make out. Although, yeah, I have seen that picture. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. (laughs) Is it like a deleted scene or something? Yeah, it's just because there's apparently no like deleted scenes from Jurassic Uh. Park, but. Over the years, there's just been moments and like mm. stuff that's been on like trading cards where it's like, uh, you know, Dr. Sattler and, and Grant like high fiving. You're like, when are oh, Ellie yeah. and Grant high fiving? Uh-huh. Like, but, you know, stuff like that. And but yeah, in a way, maybe Spielberg kind of trusted not to have not to have it be over the top or something, because yeah. it is it is weird to think that those moments could have been in there, but they're mm-hmm. not. So it must have been on purpose. Yeah, he didn't want it to be a distraction, I guess. But or maybe it was know. kind of like. I mean, Sam Neill's attractive, Laura Dern's very attractive, but maybe it would have been weird to see them make out because she was like 26 at the time and he was like oh. 40 and he was already in he his was like 40s. 45, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they just were like, eh, this feels a little awkward. And he's kind of a stiff guy in the movie, too. Yeah, I can't see him like, you know, being like that. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be like all into PDA. You can't yeah, yeah. see him like doing that. No, Sam Neill doesn't, Dr. Grant doesn't seem like a PDA kind of guy. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Well, one of the things I don't understand, maybe you've talked about it before, but uh, in the Lost World, nobody believes that the dinosaurs, the dinosaur thing happened at all because they weren't allowed to talk about it. Do you think Ellen and Ellie would have just not talked about it? Like they would have been okay with not telling anyone? Because it's like Ian's the only one who's gone on these shows and been like, ah, dinosaurs, and everyone thinks he's just bonkers. Well, it's hard because it's... I mean, is is in that world up until I mean, it feels weird because it's like after Jurassic World where the world knows about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And by the time that movie happens, dinosaurs have become boring and normal. Yeah. So it's hard to think of the world from Jurassic World Park three before because uh-huh. it's like, were these people treated like UFO? Yeah. Their lives are ruined, basically, uh-huh, you yeah. know, <laughs> like whether or not it's real or not or whatever, whatever you believe. I want to believe. Uh, but it doesn't seem like Ellie's life is ruined in Jurassic Park 3 no. or even Grant, you know. Yeah. But maybe because like Dolly the sheep and stuff was like around in that time. So well, maybe the leap isn't as is as hard to make. Yeah, And it would have had it would have been such a big cover up because people like so many people died, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how they I would want to see a movie about that. Like right after Jurassic Park. I want a movie in between Jurassic Park and the Lost World that's like the cover up. <laughs> CSI or no, it's like X Files goes to uh, Isla Nublar. Yeah. <laughs> that would have worked. I mean that was all had what X Files did X Files premiere in ninety four or ninety three? I want to say 93. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> Mulder and Scully go to go to Isla Nublar and are like, you know, it's like classic case of dinosaur fetal harvest, you know, or whatever. Um, that's just Scully's another like, crossover. Mulder, there's no evidence of dinosaurs. Exactly. <laughs> and she's standing in a big footprint. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, look, look, Scully, look. And she like turns and the dinosaurs like, fuck off or whatever, you know, the T-Rex. Or no, the, she it gets like her, hides. like five seconds too late to see the dinosaur. <laughs> You know, Mulder, I don't know why you brought me here. It's like, who do you think <laughs> ate off the person's, like, who ripped this person in half? Who ate the, the lawyer off the toilet? Like, Well, it could have been spontaneous, uh, like, toilet ripping combustion. in half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I really, God, I feel like in the 90s they had these, like, comic book crossovers. Uh, yeah, this would have yeah. been a really cool crossover. Uh-huh. See, the, uh, like, Mulder and Scully go to the island and, mm-hmm. like, investigate. But yeah, this is kind of a, just talking about it now, it's like, This is a problem I have with sequels sometimes. It's a problem I had when I watched the Matrix trilogy where it's like I wanted the second Matrix movie to take place right after the first one where like Neo is still learning how to use his powers. Whereas Matrix Reloaded takes place when he's a god. Everyone knows about him and he's invincible. And it's like I want I want that movie that's like right after the previous one. That's what I want for Jurassic Park. I wonder if that's why some people have a hard time with Last Jedi because it is Mm. like a breaking formula idea of like. You know, of all the other Star Wars movies, it's like some as much as like 10, 15 years or whatever mm-hmm. to six months to a year between the movies. Whereas like Last yeah. Jedi is immediately after. So like our conceptions of like what character growth is, is like all that's kind of the conventions of it are kind of thrown out the window. That's true. I guess that's more common now because of like the cinematic universes and stuff. It's, yeah. It is just a big TV show. Yeah. So maybe if they did make Jurassic Park now, like it would be, you know. Just one after the other. Yeah. Like well, I think, thing. Well, I think that's why people sometimes were almost a little bit weirded out by, like, the difference between Claire and Jurassic World and then in Fallen Kingdom, where it's mm-hmm. like she's this business person. Obviously, she went on this journey, and I think you can, without reading filler things or whatever, you can extrapolate that this changed her, and now she's become this animal activist. But, uh-huh. like, I think, yeah, we are used to <laughs> character growth is slower in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's more – and it's the the – not a, like the graph is more, you know, we're, we're, you know, there, there was a big difference between like Luke and a new hope. And then when you see him in Empire yeah. Strikes Back, you oh, know, yeah. but we didn't have a problem with like, I yeah. don't, you watch it now and you're like, it like yeah. everything tracks in between. It does work. I don't feel like that's missing an in between movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wonder. And, but I mean, again, the same thing with Lost World where it's like, it, it I feel like, I don't know. It's, it, it's like hard to like wrap your head around the jump from Grant and Malcolm yeah. Lost World. And, but it's also like because they're tricked to go in. So it's almost like it's yeah. less dependent on their character change. Uh-huh. Well, I also don't feel – I feel like Alan works. Like his change works between Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. I don't know. I just think Jurassic Park 3 is a better movie. Well, well, <laughs> it's I was so weird s- to think that. Well, I was going to say, yeah. So like just overall when you were re-watching, like mm-hmm. what are some of the like big takeaways? Ooh, I wrote notes while oh, I was watching. thank you. That's so sweet of you to write notes. Well, I just didn't want to forget things. Okay. So my notes for Jurassic Park. Oh, just like the Universal logo always reminds me of Jurassic Park, no matter what movie I see it in. Uh, he's a digger. Love that line. 
Uh, he touched her butt. I wrote that down. <laughs> um, a six foot turkey is scary. Uh, I, well, I like that Dr. Grant isn't threatened by Dr. Malcolm and like he's touching Ellie and stuff. And Ellie's like, hey, hey, Alan, look at this. And he's just like looking out the window. Like he doesn't even care. I love that. <laughs> well, I almost feel like like uh, to me, like Ellie Sattler's kind of like a troll. Like she yeah. kind of has fun, like <laughs> kind of digging at digging at him. She kind of has fun. Well, she's like kind of flirting. Like she's not discouraging him. Yeah. You know, she's down to clown and have a good time. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's the only character that is actually like having any fun in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I like that about their relationship too, is that they don't feel, there's not this like competition with other men. Alan's just like, no, I mean, like, until he asks him like, oh, is she seeing anyone? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, why? You want to know? <laughs> he's honestly a little bit of a grump, but yeah, yeah. that's probably why I like him. Let's see. Yeah, that's kind of all I have for that. Oh, oh. <laughs> so for The Lost World, I have, uh, I think this was even when I put the, the, is it a DVD or a Blu-ray? It's a Blu-ray. Yeah. When I put the Blu-ray in and the menu came up, I was like, is that Vince Vaughn? Uh, <laughs> I totally forgot. He looks different. I like him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. Um, I don't remember his character at all. I don't remember most people's characters. Um, yeah, there's like no dinosaur buildup. The, 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 the scenes aren't memorable. It's muddled. There are no cool deaths. The pa- like, Yeah, like I wanted cool deaths. You have so many cool deaths in Jurassic Park. Yeah. And this is just like, oh, hey, there are dinosaurs there. They're going to eat that guy in the car. <laughs> yeah, I Done. feel like, I mean, Eddie Carr getting, like, ripped in half, like, wishbone is kind of cool oh, a little bit. Yeah. And the compies eating um, Peter Stormare. Those are the cool. little ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I wanted more from that, though. I don't know. Well, I think The Lost World, I think, to me, like, thinking about Jurassic Park, it's like, it has so little characters, and they're used yeah. so well, and it just feels like... You almost wish there was like less characters in the Lost World. Oh, it yeah. just feels like there's just so many anonymous people being stomped by yeah, dinosaurs. Exactly. You don't because it's like okay, you have this group of people. They literally have fly in way too many characters. Because <laughs> I'm like, I also didn't even understand the story. I was Ludlow like, was just like, here's the bait, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I I don't know. We won't even get into it. But I was like very confused about like what was happening in terms of the company and like they were going to bring dinosaurs back, but this other group is here to document the dinosaurs, or yeah. are they there for bait, or what is going on? And it's like, I don't understand. Am I supposed to hate these characters who are flying? Who am I supposed to like? And yeah. it's like, who? I can't tell you anything about any of the characters. Even the the gymnast girl. Okay, they set up that they set up that she's a gymnast. And then it's also so Ian can say, they cut you from the team? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's also, I mean, as much as I like enjoy that scene for its campiness now, it is mm. crazy brutal. Because like... <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to see dinosaurs yeah. hurt in my Jurassic Park yeah. movies. I don't want to see, because I feel like there is a contingent of Jurassic Park people who love like military and, brrr, you know, mm. shooting up the dinosaurs. It's like, no, I don't want anyone shooting up my dinosaurs. Yeah. Or where you're seeing them all like tied up. I thought they were going to, I thought it was a thing where one of them, because he said he wanted to hunt a T-Rex, yeah. but he just wants to bring it back. But I was like, oh, are these people like trying to hunt the most dangerous game? And it's like, I don't want to see that, you know? Well, yeah, I I almost think for me, like thinking about it now a lot, it's it's unsatisfying in a sense because it's like, I like these characters, but I don't feel like you have enough time with any of them to really develop them in a way that like, because I I like, which I can't even remember, Arliss Howard, who plays Hammond's nephew, you know, who gets eaten by the oh, baby T-Rex mm-hmm. at the end, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, he's kind of a fun businessy villain in that he's way, but he doesn't. like the lawyer. A yeah, bit. yeah. But he doesn't get, he doesn't get any, like, good moments, you no, know. like the lawyer does in Jurassic yeah. Park. He has such good lines and, like, such funny things that he says where he's like, oh, the blood-sucking lawyer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I love that. Like, yeah. we don't get that. Yeah, there's, like, too many characters. It feels like it needed another rewrite. Of the script. Well, yeah, as at least as far as like the history is now, it's like, I mean, Spielberg said even like while he was making, he was kind of like bored. I mean, he had to like (laughs) bully Michael Crichton into writing a sequel book just to have that legitimacy of having it be based Mm -hmm. off a book, even though he didn't use any of the book, basically. (laughs) I Uh, have a theory that, okay, remember when we were talking about We're Back and it's like Spielberg left We're Back. He kind of was like not involved with that because he was busy making Jurassic Park. Uh, Yeah, yeah. What if he was like too busy making Saving Private Ryan and he's like, oh, the lost world, I don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I definitely feel like he's gone a record of being like because mm. really other than Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull well I guess all the Indiana Jones movies or the sequels like Jurassic Park was really the first 
or Lost World was like the first sequel after those Indiana Jones movies. Mm. But the Indiana Jones movies were less serious. Yeah. So I feel like that's, it's almost like maybe that's why he, like, when they were finishing the script, he threw out the whole ending of the movie and did the whole San Diego stuff mm. because he was just like, I'm not having any fun. Yeah. Let's make something fun. Let's have yeah. him be in the city. And then it's the most fun part, I think. But then it's like weird because it feels like the middle of the movie kind of still feels like the ending. And then you have a whole new ending. Yeah. The, the only thing that is has been my saving grace for Lost World in terms of liking it more um, I had Annie on, mm-hmm. our friend Annie on, a long time ago for the Lost World episode because she's been such a big champion. Oh. She, you know, dresses up like the little girl oh, yeah. and has the blood all over her dress, <laughs> like from the from oh, the beginning. Funny. But she, the way that she kind of like reframed my mind to make me like it more is almost like think of it as like a King Kong structure where you you're mm-hmm. on the island and then you're in the city. Well, yeah, and I was like. Oh, okay. I can I can now get on board with yeah. that a little bit. Um, but it is also weird of like, where is Vince Vaughn? Like, why does he just... You think he yeah. would be... Like, I feel like you have to do a lot of hula hoops to like... Mm-hmm. A lot of hula hoops. You have to do... You have to jump <laughs> Jumping through, through hoops. You have to jump through a lot of hoops to be like, where... Like, okay, maybe they said for Vince Vaughn not to come because they need to go in incognito. But how can you go incognito when you're trying to like track down a giant T-Rex? Yeah. Who's like I, eating people. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Annie, and then also my other guest on the episode, Megan Baker, mm. um, who's been on the podcast. Yeah. Every, everyone's been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Basically, everyone has been on the podcast. <laughs> we were all joking about how, like, maybe Vince Vaughn was babysitting Kelly. Uh, um, Owen was, uh, uh, Nick was babysitting Kelly, and uh-huh. they were playing Sega, and that's why. Because they were like, well, maybe Ludlow and InGen will come after Kelly, so we need somebody oh, to protect her uh-huh. while we go take the Rex and everything. What am I nice to see? I mean, look, we look de- de-aging technology is all the rage now. Yeah. We just, I mean, Vanessa uh, Lee Chester, she still looks amazing. She, yeah. We don't need to de-age yeah, her. Right. She could play a, she could, she could play her twelve-year-old self or fifteen-year-old uh-huh. self or whatever. Just get Vince Vaughn in that de-aging footage and just Ooh. do a short film of like them watching the news and then <laughs> like yeah. playing Sega Genesis and stuff. I would watch that. Yeah. It, it, what's weird is that the Lost World feels both. Loaded and missing stuff. Yes. Um, but also in terms of like the visual effects, because I feel like, oh, visual effects must have gotten better over the over the years between those two movies. But I think that's almost to the detriment of, of The Lost World. And I don't know if this is true, but like I watched Jurassic Park and I'm like, this looks amazing. The, the still, effects are still great. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also like, well, they use them so sparingly in Jurassic Park. There are scenes where it's like you remember there being dinosaurs in all these scenes, but even like the scene <laughs> where the two kids are running through the kitchen, it's like, oh, you see a little bit of a tail, and then the 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 pot falls off, and it's like that's how you see dinosaurs, where it's like you're getting these glimpses of dinosaurs. That's more scary where it's like, maybe they had all this technology later and they're like, let's just put the whole T-Rex in at once right yeah. here and the whole thing. And it's too much. Like, yeah. I don't want to see dinosaurs all the time. Well, I want to feel like dinosaurs are always like around, ooh, but not there. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I mean, just us being in the industry and, and knowing a lot about visual effects, mm. like, I feel like it's that thing of, We'll fix it in post. We'll see. we can't figure it out now, so we'll just throw in a whole dinosaur in. And, yeah. And I, I think Spielberg, I think, was so afraid of when he made Jurassic Park, is the stuff going to look bad? He like, mm. let's just do it as little as possible. Yeah. Whereas it I feel like, so well whereas way. I feel like, yeah, by the time The Lost World, they were like less afraid, but to a detriment in a way of like, I at least know one example of like when the Stegosaurus was like swinging at Sarah, uh-huh. uh, Julian Moore. And they had an animatronic on set Mm. and it wasn't, it just wasn't kind of fast enough Uh. and what they wanted. So they were like, well, we'll just do it CJ, you know, because Spielberg is really good with post usually like War of the Worlds. Like if you watch that making, like they literally like shot all the visual effects scenes in the first two weeks so that they had time to get the (laughs) film out by the next summer. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get this out on a trick. Sorry, I just thought there another Steve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like no buildup. There's no magic in the Lost World. The way I mean, uh, maybe there shouldn't be because it's like, okay, obviously dinosaurs are this magical thing in the first one and then they're just scary in the second one. But like, I cried. I cried during Jurassic Park uh, when they first see the dinosaurs. Like, yeah, that music, like that's, that's still, still a fight, yeah. Yeah, that scene will always make me cry. And it's like, you see the dinosaurs in the Lost World and it's like, oh, there they are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I think that's been a hard thing for those movies to replicate is like mm, yeah. the you can never like 
we want to be excited about seeing dinosaurs, yeah. but how do you? You can never see them for the first time more than once. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let me just see if I have anything else about Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> the people seem stupider. That's so funny. Uh. Nobody move a muscle and then they run. They're just stupid. Yeah. And I, but I like, I get it. It's like, I would be like that on an island with dinosaurs. Maybe that's why I just relate to the most <laughs> stupid people in the movie because I'm like, yeah, I would be yelling for my kid and not. Yeah, no, you're not trained for that. And then, yeah, why wouldn't he wait for the check to clear? Three exclamation points. <laughs> Always wait for the check to clear, freelancers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think of these? Because, you know, the whole point of your marathon is mm -hmm. that it's a trilogy. I mean, yes. what is how does this does this have like does this these, do these movies work as a trilogy? Uh, not 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 in the same way. Like, I mean, it's weird because. I, I think held all up the, the I held up the. <laughs> you can hear the the Blu-rays I'm holding up right now. They don't. I mean, not really. They don't feel like they go. And I think even like the Matrix trilogy, that to me works. But it's also because I don't know. I um, they, these feel like they're done by completely different people. Yeah. Which they're not. I mean, well, maybe the writers are different. But it's like, oh, even the first one and the second one. They don't feel like, you know, the first one feels like Spielberg. The second one does not. So even with the same director, it just doesn't feel like the same people. All, like all the trilogies I've watched have been the same people making yeah. those movies. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why they feel more cohesive. And even like the Cornetto trilogy, they're not even the same characters. Story, yeah, and they yeah. still feel more cohesive <laughs> than these. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park 3 feels like a movie that they would show on TV a lot. It feels like a movie that you watch on TV and it has commercial breaks. <laughs> I mean, hey, like I said, it's 90 minutes. It's, uh -huh. it's a half an hour shorter than the other ones. But Again, I don't hate it. I mean, it's so, like, again, it's so, everything in it's so obvious. And maybe I just wanted an easy watch after The Lost World. I wanted something that made sense. And it's like, even, um, what's his name? Bill, what, what was his name? The guy who, like, took oh, the mean? eggs. Oh, um, Billy Brennan. Billy, yeah. It's like, it's so obvious that he did something because he's like, hey, can I have that? Can I have that backpack? And it's like, you're not, there's no even, like, subtlety in that. It's like, we know he did something bad. I just, but he redeemed himself. Yeah. You know? And then he was still alive at the end. It's like, kind of not... I don't know. I even like watching Jurassic World. I, I mean, I have issues with Jurassic World with the yeah. Jurassic World movies. And yeah, it's yeah. like sometimes I just want a movie where somebody you think they died and it's like, oh, they're actually okay. Like I don't want everyone to die. Yeah. I don't want these horrible deaths for characters that don't deserve it. It's yeah. like maybe Bill Billy even deserved it and he was still okay and I was rooting for him. I'm like, oh, because he he redeemed himself mm. and and now he's fine he and I'm happy. Like I don't always want a uh, a movie where where everyone dies. Yeah, you know? you're I not you're not in the Game of Thrones thing. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, even Udesky in the movie, I feel like he was just kind Who, of. Which one was that? He was the uh, Michael Jeter. He was like the like William H Macy thought he was like a mercenary. Con and he oh, was just kind of like in guy. over his head as well too. That's just the like, one guy where I was like, wait, I don't even remember what happened to him. Yeah, he was yeah. just gone at one point. Like, I think he got. I'm sure he got eaten. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that guy was, he was the scary guy on the plane, right? Yeah, Who no, no, a coup, the guy on the plane that punched oh. Grant was, he was the first guy to die. Uh-huh. Where he's like, he, they take off without him, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was so funny because, again, not being subtle, like, I forget what he says. They're like, who are you? Yeah. And he's like, I'm um, just like their friend or something. But yeah. it's like, you're clearly like some scary person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, mercenaries have friends too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I think I like Jurassic Park 3 because it's almost it's not a B movie, but it's almost trying to be a B movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So I I appreciate that more than like some a movie that's trying to do something good and it just fails. Well, I feel like Jurassic Park 3 is a campy movie where yeah. Lost World is a movie that's trying too hard to be a campy movie. Yeah. Or something, something like that. Something I don't like know. Something like that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, again, I think when Annie was talking about the King Kong stuff and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, now I can kind of see the kind of pulpy, like fun yeah. jungle stuff. But it's it's like a movie where everyone's in a bad mood. Nobody yeah. wants to be there. Well, <laughs> Except like, for Kelly. There's like one part. And, and, and Julian Moore. Yeah. There's like one part where they make... They're all joking around and it doesn't make any sense because it's when they're hanging from that rope. Yeah. And they're like, hey, can you give me a cheeseburger or something? It's like, yeah. you guys haven't been like having fun the whole movie. And now you're about to die because you're hanging from a rope and you're joking. It doesn't fit. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I wonder if that movie would like if that movie had been made during like the early years of like Marvel stuff because people like 
sarcastic, quippy people kind of bickering with each other stuff. You know, I don't necessarily like that, but it it has to work. Like I feel like in Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, it really works. Mm. But I, then I feel like in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it's, like, too much. It's like, okay, can you be serious for a minute? You're, like, doing this serious thing and you're making a joke. And it's yeah. like, I just want you to focus on this thing. <laughs> focus on the story. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. Um, do you have time for a little rapid fire? Yeah. This has been awesome. Sarah, they give you the keys. You're like, we can bring back dinosaurs tomorrow. But is there a compelling reason why we should do it? No, there is not. <laughs> is there any? No. Well, because I agree with uh, with with Ian, where he was saying that, like, this isn't some species that we killed from deforestation or, you know, it's not condors that were around just really recently. Nature chose them to not exist. So I agree with Ian. <laughs> nice. Would you say Jurassic Park is Spielberg's best movie? You know what? I'm going to say Yes. But I also don't have his filmography in front of me. <laughs> I also can't remember what he's done really recently. I feel like I haven't seen a Spielberg movie that's. Felt I was gonna say like... we we saw uh, Ready Player One. Oh my god! I forgot that was him. <laughs> that was that like movie the last so bad. Movie. I was like, that was the last movie. I think. <laughs> oh wait, we didn't see it together though. But we just that was like one of the last oh, movies that no. we both saw that we. Well, you saw about. in the theater. I saw it at work <laughs> multiple times. Oh, God, that was bad. I remember that, yeah, in the behind-the-scenes stuff, Spielberg's, like, playing with, you know, there's, like, a thing where you can see the VR, or the, not the VR, I keep going, it's, like, a game, yeah. um, but he, where he could see the visual effects, and he's, like, you can tell he's just having fun with the technology, but it's, like, that's not making a good movie, like. <laughs> that's, like, Grandpa with the Wii on Christmas, you know? Yeah. Oh, look, you could bowl, you know? <laughs> Wait, what else has Spielberg done? What am I missing? Indiana Jones, yeah. Jaws, Schindler's uh -huh. List. I think Jurassic Park's the best one. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like it's the height of his, like, action. I mean, I think it's a perfect movie. Again, it's it's cinema. <laughs> Ooh, well, if there was a, if there's something from, what's one thing from Jurassic Park you don't like? If there's something in the movie that um, you would say doesn't hold up or, like. Hmm. I mean, it's not that I don't like it, but uh, I think I even mentioned it to you that there's a part where they all jump out of the cars as they're moving. And Hammond's like, oh, I told you we should have put locks in the cars. And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, of course you should have. I mean, like, why is that? Why I, that to somebody me should is be just fired? Like, yeah, it's like you know he spares no expense, but then it's like oh he forgot to to put the lock, you know, the locks. Oh, I also like wasn't entirely sure because um, Nedry mentioned something about money, and they have this conversation that I'd forgotten about, uh, where Nedry and Hammond are talking and they're kind of arguing, and Hammond's like, "Look, I don't care about your financial problems," and I feel like that part was a little unclear. Because yeah. I didn't really exactly know what Nedry's whole deal was. And why would you hire him? Did you like how did the hiring process work for <laughs> you to get Nedry? And these aren't problems I have, they're just questions. Sure. Yeah, I still yeah. think the movie works and I don't question it, but like, you know, I'm just like, I want to know more. Maybe it's in the book more extensively. Uh, not really. But mm -hmm. I mean it's it is that thing of like, because there's that meme going around of like spared no expense, hired one IT guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so sometimes you wonder, like, <laughs> were those things were those kind of things of like him and kind of cheaping out on certain things? Is that actually something that was inherent to the writing of the movie where it's like there is that contradiction of like he mm. says spare no expense. Yeah. And that's why it's supposed to fail because he's actually like he taking these shortcuts. expenses. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. He, but, yeah, it's all like smoke and mirrors, you know. He's like, look how great my park is, but also like, eh, I don't want to spend my money. Yeah. Well, again, there, there are a lot of flaws with this park, but I think <laughs> I think we know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so these are these are some fun ones. And again, thank you, Sarah, for being on. Oh, thank this, you. This fun. would you go to Jurassic Park? I think that's always that's that's a. Hmm, that's a wait. No, this is a world where I haven't seen Jurassic Park the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that's a good. Yes, I think that would. You be know, I I wouldn't because I think ethically I'm against. I, I have a problem with animals in captivity, and I think also just the fact that I've already said that I'm against you know bringing dinosaurs back. And, you know, I think the third reason is that I would be scared of getting eaten. But I think it's those first two reasons. It's like I wouldn't feel right about them bringing back these animals not knowing, you know, like they even say in Jurassic Park, you don't know their ecosystem. You don't know what they want or even in um, which one was it? Oh, Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 where the dinosaurs are really smart and talking to each other. I forgot that even happened. That's yeah. so funny. Alan. It's like, yeah, you don't know how smart they are. Like, you are not equipped to handle these animals, and they should not 
be here. So no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, you don't even know what you're messing with. You but I'll look it's... at everyone's Instagram stories who was going. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Jurassic Park opening weekend. Wait, why did this person's stories just end with this like T-Rex <sighs> right there? <laughs> so then I, I guess I know the answer to this question. I mean, if you had survived going to Jurassic Park uh-huh. and shit breaks loose, you would you would you would not be a fan of dinosaurs after that. No. And I would be just really mad that like this happened. I would feel bad for the dinosaurs, honestly. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's any it's like when a when a tiger gets loose from from someone's somebody has a tiger and yeah, yeah. and the tiger eats the person or something. You don't feel bad for the person. You feel bad for the tiger because a tiger is probably gonna get put down and it's yeah. like these animals they didn't ask to be here, you know? They don't know what century they're in, and they'll defend themselves <laughs> yeah, dangerously. Exactly. Even. Like, they're wild animals. We need to respect them. So I just feel bad for them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I would get out. <laughs> I would get out of there. <laughs> this, is a, this is a really dumb question. If you had the power to send in the U.S. military to rescue your ex stuck on an island of dinosaurs, would you? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> You can I pick up the phone and you're like, your ex is like, help, I'm trapped on all of dinosaurs. And you're like, you could make the call and rescue them in five minutes. No, not at all. They deserve what they get. Uh, but if, it, if my ex was Dr. Grant, he wouldn't be my ex. This is true. I was saying. Uh, anyway. I mean, if, if you were going to be, speaking of, of dinosaurs and attacking people and stuff, if you could, what would be your method of choice of, of dying by a dinosaur? Ooh. And I don't say just eaten because you can get, you know, stepped on and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh my God. What would be my ideal way of dying? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I think I'd want to be like, Cuddled up with, um, with like a Triceratops because that actually is my favorite dinosaur, but it's probably just because it has my name in it. <laughs> I'm probably because of Land Before Time and like yeah. her name is Sarah. Uh, but I'd want to be like snuggling with like a Triceratops, and then she like rolls over and I get crushed. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> that's really inventive. Because <laughs> I always think like dying in my sleep is probably better anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. That actually, is, I really like Everyone's coming up with so many great creative answers. Obviously, I think if you're presented with, I mean, if you, there's so many opportunities, but I feel like it goes back to your ethical thing. Like if, if the situation of Fallen Kingdom was happening, would you, would you, you know, help save the dinosaurs or would you be like, no, just let them get eaten by the volcano? Mm. I mean, I feel like once you bring an animal back, you're responsible. Like, yeah, I, I think because there are a lot of, there are a lot of like places where you're not allowed to interfere with animals, like the turtles on the Galapagos Islands. Like you're supposed to let them hatch, and if birds are attacking them, you're not supposed to interfere. Oh, okay. But I feel like if you if you've ruined the environment and or you've brought an animal back, you're responsible for that. So I feel like there has to be a way to save those dinosaurs, but to also prevent just like can we like neuter spay and neuter the dinosaurs? So they're are you not saying like... TNR dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Adopt, don't shop, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) So we just need to stop the population from continuing to grow because we can't have dinosaurs, you know? But it's like we shouldn't just kill them because we brought them here. So we need to come up with a plan. I would want to save them but also have a plan for, like, how do we not have any more dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, too, it's like, so we have a world where dinosaurs are with us. Like, how would you want them to be in your life? Like, they're – like – you know, they're with us in terms of like at the end of Fallen Kingdom, they're with us or. Yeah. Kind of like dinosaurs are just in the world. Oh, or maybe if it's even world. accelerated, like Dinotopia style, where it's like, you know, they could be anything to us or even like Flintstones. or something. Oh, or like um, what's that movie with Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, Theodore Rex. Yeah, Theodore Rex. Or they've evolved. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Wait, I haven't seen that movie. Or the Super but... Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I would want them to just be like evolved a little bit where they're not really eating us, you know? <laughs> they're just like hot lizard people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or feathers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The Super Mario Brothers movie. It's That also came out in 1993. Oh, it did it. Because I recently rewatched that. Oh, really? It's bad, but... It could have been good. <laughs> I think I think a good Mario movie exists. And I think I would like to read the original script for that movie because the script changed a lot. Yeah. You could do a whole, if you ever do a podcast about that movie, bring me back on. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. We'll totally do that. Um, well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. This is so much fun.
since I was a child I tried to be what I am not I lied and enjoyed it all my life I lied to my dear mother to my sisters and my brother now I'm lying to my children and my wife Big head, no cattle Big head, no brain Big snake, no rattle I'll forever remain Big head, no cattle And I knew it from the start deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.